welcome to the A Year in Marvel podcast brought to you by Minorities Report. I'm Antonio Alcazar. And I'm Technor. Uh, man, the penultimate episode. 61 minutes. Was it that? Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah. It felt pretty long. It was over, well over 50 minutes, which was really shocking to me. You know, this show... Yeah. Has been consistently like forty five minutes or longer every single episode. Yeah, really building a nice overall story. Yeah, every since... episode's been pretty tight. With yeah, their, with their allotment. Yeah, this episode that definitely felt like it needed for what it was doing. Yes, it needed a little bit more runtime. Sure, not because anything was happening, but because so much of it was focused on uh, character moments. Sure, that like you need character moments to just feel lived in. Yeah, you can't shoot or show a, a character moment like you shoot an action sure. scene because you have a lot of like quick stuff happening and then that was the point whereas with character moments especially when uh it's like really heart to heart moments yeah the point is to watch them be themselves for a moment right. and be able to empathize with them so a lot of these scenes needed to be padded out a little bit because of what they were you know yeah and you want to see falcon contemplating just right. kind of sitting there thinking about stuff because yeah. that's what he's going through yeah. you can't really rush a scene like that and so it needed to be a little bit more padded out even yeah. though i feel like less happened in this episode i feel like this was definitely an episode needed because i think we've been really action-packed throughout the series yeah and i think we needed to be brought back to what's really at stake mm-hmm. going on here and whatnot yeah and i really enjoy so how did you feel about the episode overall uh yeah i i i, I enjoyed it uh, but i Enjoyed it in the way that I had been enjoying it before the last episode. Okay. Because you know? the last episode really, for me, was the big home run. Yeah. I feel like it was the edge of the hurricane. Sure. And right now we're in the eye of it, and then we're going to hit the hurricane again. Interesting. But, like, to me, if we're if we're using this same hurricane analogy that I decided on suddenly, uh, there was a tropical storm leading up to it. Yeah. It wasn't bad. It was just stuff that was happening. Yeah. And then we hit the edge of the hurricane with last week's episode. Yeah, and then this episode is the eye of the storm, and then we're gonna get back into the fucking thing because, like, I feel like with an episode like this, right? There was a lot of build up, okay, and then that build up led to something, mm-hmm. and now you get to see what the characters have become because of everything that's happened, and then the resolution of these new characters moving forward. I feel like that that act structure is playing out very well. Sure. And I still feel like this episode was tight. I would even go as far as saying that this episode was better than the earlier stuff because now I care. And I was just like, okay, you know, this is this is back to an easier pace. Mm-hmm. But I care about these characters now, so let's see let's see how they resolve now. So uh, yeah, overall, I liked it. Interesting. I didn't feel as balls to the walls as I sure. felt with like the last episode, but I, I definitely liked it. Knowing my knowing my usual taste when it comes to this type of stuff and my my film tastes and things of that nature, it shouldn't be much of a surprise to anybody out there that I absolutely adored this episode and it's one of my favorite things I've ever watched in Marvel. It was unbelievably touching to me in every way and one of one of my favorite fifty minutes ever in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Sure. Um, from the start, I want to I want to go to a couple scenes. Uh, there was a scene where I was kind of not, I didn't like it at first. Mm-hmm. And it was a scene where they were fighting in the warehouse, mm-hmm. very reminiscent, obviously, of Civil War, mm-hmm. right? With Cap kind of being the part of Iron Man in this uh, situation. And I, re- I mean, that fight scene was fucking outstanding. And then there got to a point where 
Falcon is trying to like reason with him and he's like, dude, this isn't you, you know, this and that you're better than this and whatnot. And he rips the wings off of him and he's like, I'm Captain America, you know, whatever. And then he like tries to slam the shield on him and he gets stopped by Bucky. And at first I hated that scene. Mm -hmm. I was like, man, I really dislike this because I felt like it'd be even better to have Walker be like this character who's like, you know, kind of has this breakthrough of like, oh, fuck, I have kind of gone too far. But him ki- trying to kill Falcon is obviously a step past that. Yeah. But then on in reflection, like as I wrote that down as a note, actually, by the time I ended my note, I was like, holy fuck, I'm wrong. I rewatched the scene. It's amazing. And this is Marvel is r- unbelievable at like taking scenes throughout uh, the MCU and, like, reflecting them slightly to, like, give you... Kind of like last week where we had the shield with the blood on it. Yeah. This is the exact scene of Captain America defeating Iron Man and ripping his fucking thing apart so he can't use his machine anymore. And yeah. he takes the fucking shield, you know, and just slams down the shield and yeah. whatnot. And he's right like, on, he, his, he, on right. his thing. Yeah, yeah. so it's, like, the exact same thing except for Cap is a better person than yeah. walker so he's not going to take that that final step of, yeah. of going too far so i i really love that watching it the second time and, and, then, and, and, and not to cut you off but like that is such a a perfect reflection of what we were talking about last sure week, sure where the idea behind john walker is a worse man than captain america put in the same position i hate saying that and the reason I hate saying that is I think that's a misrepresentation of what this character is mm-hmm. because we discussed this a little bit more past the show and I kind of want to come back to it. One of the biggest difference between Walker and Rogers is Walker is suffering from PTSD that he's had from his career in the military mm-hmm. and Steve Rogers never had to deal with that until after he was our, he was Captain America. And even then Cap well, he lost Bucky, and he. I mean, I'm. I'm gonna just kind of guess that he's lost other people throughout. They don't really show that he's lost a lot of people throughout time, other than well, Bucky and his, you know, uh, old lady. Yeah, but, and he did a lot of warring. Yeah, you know, after he freed those guys from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, he. What do they he, call those guys? They have like a name. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot what they're called. But, but. he he goes under ice yeah. almost immediately after Bucky. Right, right. Because like Bucky falls off of the train. Yeah, and then he shows up to the place, fights the Red Skull. Yeah, and you know gets on the yep. plane and dives. Absolutely. In. So like it's not like he he lost Bucky. Yeah, one serious loss of his life. Right, and then he goes under the ice for a while. Yeah, and I I find <clears throat> great exception with Walker being described as like a lesser man or a man who isn't. Uh, Rogers equal because he has dealt with things in life that Rogers never had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And so he has baggage that Rogers didn't have before that he has carried over to becoming Captain America. That's got to be incredibly hard for him to deal with, especially like they add so much weight you know, to that with like the family scene where he goes to talk to, you know, his, yeah. his partner's family and everything. And it's like, that is, <clears throat> dude, I love everything with Walker, man. I, this, this episode. You no, know, I don't. And I'm not, I'm not trying to disagree with you. Actually. Sure. Sure. I think that, uh, I, I think you're spot on. Yeah. That, that this is more of a human character. Sure. Walker is a real guy. Right. And you feel his real human mistakes. Yeah. Because we'd all make those mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Like when you are, presented with the shit storm that he's gone through right. and the expectation he's expected to live up to 
him losing it yeah. is very real. Yeah. There is nothing fake about that. Yeah. I think that he is an excellently written character. Yeah. The um, distinction I make is that Captain America is not real. Right. The Captain America is perfect. Yeah. Effectively, operatively perfect. Right. And and like you see some cracks, but like not really. Like sure. And and so that's why I feel like I say lesser man because Captain America's a superhero. Yeah. It's funny because like Cap and like Superman, right, are like very similar type of characters. And there are like a lot of there are a lot of people like myself who don't love that character because it's such an unrealistic mm-hmm. expectation of a character. Yeah. And we flock more to characters like Thor, or Iron Man, and Batman and stuff like right. People who make mistakes. But then there's a flood of people who love that type of character. Yeah. And maybe, I, like, like, I sure. love that type of character. Uh, the thing that I like about Captain America... But Captain America is that, isn't your favorite of the Marvel characters, is he? No, no, no. In fact, right. my, my, my favorite of the Marvel characters is a fundamentally broken one. It's uh, uh, Reed Richards. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. But, like, the, um, I love Captain America because he's such an ideal. There is something very attractive about wishing you were of course. strong enough to not be corrupted. And to make the right choice. And, and no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so Captain America, as the ideal in this show, because sure. that's what he represents, yeah. the American ideal, yeah. or the human ideal, really, is the tough juxtaposition for a human, for a man. Right. A man with power. But a human trying to live up to a perfect ideal. And so, like, I don't shit on Walker. And I've changed kind of my mind a little bit about him being villainous. Yeah. I think he is human. And I think that that it is almost unfair watching him be human in a world of superheroes and superhero expectations. But the truth is, if you're going to be Captain America... And no one should be Captain America unless you were perfect. You must be perfect. Yeah, and like I love to, to follow that up. Like the whole the uh, a few good men kind of speech that he gives was just fucking. I'm sure you haven't seen that movie, but it, I have it's not, just but outstanding. I know the speech that you're talking right. about, and he's just, I have seen this. You know exactly. Like you know you weren't there. You know that that whole speech yes. in a few good men, and like you weren't at that post. You know, and you yeah. you know you weren't in that situation. So how dare you question it or whatnot? Because yeah. the only reason you're here is because of people like me and whatnot. Yeah. And the tough and, decisions he made, right? Yeah. And I I love that speech kind of given by Walker because it is like. Uh, a situation, but then even in like a few good men, it's still like okay, but they're still yeah okay, but you're still wrong, right? Exactly, <laughs> yeah, sure. and that's the thing is standing like, outside of it. Yes, you making human decisions aside. Yeah, morally, this was not the right decision. Right, right, and you know it's one of those times where he tries to kind of because Walker was still wrong in a lot of the things. That yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. He still you know killed that guy in front of everybody, and that's yeah. a fuck up, obviously. He almost, well, and he tried to kill Falcon. Well, and I think yes, okay. So that was the part where I think goes a little bit too far in his case because I think like even in that in that I think stand it down, to maybe the PTSD that you were right talking about. in that stand down, Falcon is kind of like dude, like and Bucky is like. I understand what happened, man, but you you ha- you have to give up that shield now. Like yeah. you know, it's like I get it, and maybe we can work past this. But at this point, you know, 
Yeah. You gotta yeah. you gotta take what's coming, yeah, right? You gotta yeah. take a second to breathe exactly. and realize the re- real repercussions. Yeah, of what just yeah. Happened. And then of course, of course, Elaine showing up was really fucking. I love me some Elaine and her being brought. I because you have to always remember too. I I have yeah. no knowledge of what's going on in any of these things going sure. into them because I don't. I, so I had no idea she was going to be in this yeah. or anything of that. Lady nature. Hydra, are you yeah. excited about? Is that? that who that's supposed yeah, to be? Yes, Lady Hydra. Interesting, yeah, sure. interesting. And that's like and whatever all the other fucking names. Okay. But yeah. Yeah, she's uh, Lady Hydra. Okay. So she's actually worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., for Hydra, and for another organization. She's, like, like double-crossed all of them, you know? Okay. Like she's, like, this big, big player sure. in the Marvel Universe. So. so is she the power broker, then? or? Oh, I didn't even consider that. I don't think so. Really? Maybe. It might be. Yeah, if, if it turns out that that's the that. power broker, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, dope. yeah." Because yeah, yeah, that that, that, that she's got to be con- to me. She's got to be connected to the power broker sure, because yeah. she's like. Oh, here's another spot for me to be able to get this. Yeah. this and also, serum. yeah, exactly. She was looking for the serum, or right. the power broker was looking for right. the serum to create super soldiers. Yeah. Well, okay, there's a power a super soldier here. We so can reverse yeah, like, engineer just, it, yeah. kind of like we did. Or j- please be in my army. Yeah, please. of course, you know, of course. That's what that I, effectively, too, right. what I yes. wanted was that. Right, right. And then you know, obviously, uh, while we're talking about Walker, you know, the whole reforging a new shield is obviously very great, interesting. You know, yeah, um, for sure, definitely. I mean, I want it to be broken instantly. Yeah, that's my hope. Because, like, I like the idea of him, like, I'm fucking Captain America. I'm going to show the world that I'm Captain America. Yeah. But I really do want that, like, whatever, uh, metal sheet shield. metal, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. to get ripped in half. Sure. You know, like, that would be nice. Interesting. Because because it's not vibrating. Right. <laughs> the yeah. thing that made that shield do all of the wondrous things that it's done throughout time yeah. is that it's fucking vibranium. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and obviously, yeah. Um, God, don't you wish we kind of still had adamantium? As I'm, like an, uh, I miss saying adamantium. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I know. That's that's so. The, the one of the weirder things that happened from the Marvel universe yeah. was uh, the MCU is vibranium. Right. That, that's like vibranium. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> um. So then, uh, is is Wolverine gonna have a vibranium skeleton? You think that'll be weird? I don't know how they're <laughs> gonna approach that. Fuck. Yeah. I hope. I hope not. I mean, it probably will be. Yeah, probably. But uh. So then we talk about a little bit about Falcon and whatnot, you know, and uh, actually, I, 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 before we jump to Falcon, I want to kind of talk about Bucky. Yeah. You know, Bucky's uh, storyline here is great. And actually, I, I, I got to talk about all this together because yeah. I was listening to a podcast and they were talking. It has nothing to do with TV or anything like that. It has sure. to do with actually toy collecting. And then they touched upon uh, this and then they talked about how it would be likely that Bucky would become the next Captain America. Uh-huh. And man, this episode really, obviously that wasn't, I didn't, I never thought that was going to happen. Like sure. I didn't think he would become Captain America because yeah. I like the story of Sam becoming Captain America so much Dude, better. Yeah. And so this because is going to get. Because if anyone can have uh, those, maybe the, the follow through yeah. for unrealistic ideals, yeah. it would be Sam right. for a couple of reasons. One, to kind of show the world that the people uh, that he represents that are often discarded can step up to be the most sure like authentically American sure um, because I, uh, that's a lot of what this show has been about, yeah especially of course with, um, that's uh, where where we're going next yeah. obviously and also the fact that he knew Captain America right. worked with Captain America. yeah he was his best friend it was his best friend yeah and so if anybody can really step up to that I'd say it was it, it like like um, as far as a character arc goes. As far as what the narrative is asking for goes, I feel like Falcon fits perfectly there. Bucky, I feel like, is one wouldn't want it 
two is very morally compromised even now. Yes, absolutely. I don't feel like he feels the ideal. Well, I think he's he kind of pointed out, dude, there's still, you know, still part of you is still the winter soldier. You yeah. know, even if you've repressed it completely or sure. whatnot, the fact that you're still having the nightmares yeah. and whatnot, you're st- there's still a part Steve of Steve Rogers that, doesn't have memories of murdering people in right, blood. Right. Right. You know, absolutely. So I I obviously that's the storyline we all want and and they've really done a great job with every episode building a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more of with Sam being able to step into that role and then I mean we get the long training scene and whatnot which was great although I was a little disappointed in it in an MCU a thing that loves going back to old stuff yeah. I I absolutely expected there'd be a scene where he was running with his nephew. And, and he ran on the past, uh, yeah. past his nephew and say on your left. Right. When he ran past like, his nephew and yeah. tapped him on the head, I yeah. thought he had said on your left. And yeah. I rewinded and he didn't say Right. That. I know. You know, he says something else. And I was yeah. just like, dude, this is where you fit on your left. In, yeah, in this sure. scene, that's the whole like, like uh, whatever. Yeah. But that was like Maybe, my one might have even been a little bit too much. I don't know. I like, thought I would have been cute. like, okay. This, this, <laughs> this show in general has built up so much goodwill with me now that sure. they could take a little bit of a bad step and I'd yeah. be okay with yeah, it, you know, because I've come to love both Sam and Bucky. Like these two characters, I absolutely love a lot now, man. These are characters I very much enjoy, which I, which is funny because I wasn't that big of a fan of either one of these characters. I mean, I was a fan of Winter Soldier as a bad guy, yeah. but like... Neither one of these characters were that interesting me to me until this show. They were great side characters. Yes, exactly. And, that. like, now I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Yeah. They have won a ton of good faith for me, too. Yeah. Like, I really fundamentally think that where um, Falcon stands in his position as the Falcon yeah. is correct. Sure. And I almost even really love how he reacted to Isaiah uh, when, when... So we're going to get to... That's going to yeah. be my next thing I want to talk about kind of deeply here. Yeah. Because obviously the Isaiah stuff is so fucking deep, and this is a, a a personal hit on me. And like, I think a lot of African Americans out there in general, uh, yeah, this scene was a very emotional scene because he comes to him and he talks to him about what he's gone through and whatnot. And Isaiah kind of lays out everything he's dealt with in the, in the America that he knows and. And he's like, only, you know, only a, a damn, you know, yeah. a brother without self-respect would pick up that shield or whatnot. Would want you know, this, to. Right, exactly that. Yeah. And, like, that plays so much to the African-American experience that we deal with on a daily basis because of the history that America has handed to African-Americans, the things that they've done to African-Americans. A lot of times with dealing with, like, service members for Afri- black service members, uh, you kind of come to this point of like, should I be doing this often? You know, famously Muhammad Ali, why not, you know, throughout history. And on the flip side, people like, you know, uh, the members of the, of the red tails, they even kind of bring them up the Tuskegee Airmen, yeah. you know, the, the uh, 762nd tank division, uh, you know, Harlem hell fighters and whatnot. And these, these African Americans who fought and did these great things for this country and then come back to shit like the Tulsa race riots and shit sure. like of that nature, or like African MPs that weren't able to eat where G- fucking German POWs were able to eat, which is fucking insanity, of course. And then you come to this like, sh- sh- you know, America doesn't give a fuck about me, and you know why? Sh- why should I, you know, be proud of this country? Sure. Why? Sh- why should I stand for this national anthem? Fight to and preserve exactly its, you know, structure and, and stuff. Exactly that and. There's a struggle for especially younger Afri- African Americans to be to 
to almost bear the brunt or bear the weight, I should say, of uh, past generations, the transgressions against the past generations in the country. And should I continue to carry this weight or should I discard this weight, you know, learn from it and then go forward with the promise of what America could be? Has times really changed? Has things gotten better? And I think you would, you know, and Sam obviously is wrestling with this. Like, this is such a real emotion, though, to all of us that live in America. Like, sometimes you think about, like, how blacks were treated in the 70s or even how blacks are treated often now but that's only a portion of america to me like i you know i I, i've questioned some of the things you know i've i've done for the you know the country and but then i think to myself well is past experiences should that be weight on me should i toss away the ideal of america or what america could be because of Bad things America has done in the past. And I just personally, I don't think I can. Just in the same way if a person makes a mistake or a person does bad things in their teens or in their 20s, should you hold that against them and refuse to allow that that person back into your life or to make up for what they did before in their 40s or in their 50s? And, and when, does, when do we stop, I guess? When do we say, okay, you know what? No, I I'm, you know, he makes a lot of good points about Steve. You know, both of them kind of make good points. Like, say, Steve didn't put you in that jail cell or whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it was shitty Americans trying to. Uh, yeah, you know, I, and, I feel like that's that's the real um, thing that takeaway yeah. is that if there can be a thing that can be said about this from all perspectives, sure, is that there is a lot of bad actors i don't want to apologize for this country i don't want that's not what the intention of what right. i'm about to say is the ideals that we tout as americans uh <laughs> are that individual sovereignty should be respected yeah uh that individuals individual freedoms should be respected and that equality among all people should be respected uh, and and from that you have a basis for a lot of things. The reason that this country has such capitalistic ideals is because, given a level a level playing field, it should be a meritocracy where you yeah. are re- rewarded for your work. Right. Right. But especially in the minority community, and especially I mean all minorities have had it pretty fucking bad, but especially the Black and African American community. Mm-hmm. That's never been a level playing field. It's always been more hurdles. Right. Sometimes fatal ones. Easily fatal ones. Yeah, absolutely. And so what you are not doing as Captain America, and I feel like that's why he said, you know, Steve Rogers didn't put you in that jail cell, is because what you are not doing as Captain America is being the agent for the United States. It is being the agent anthropomorphized ideals of America. Yeah, yes, ex- ex- precisely. Like, I feel like you you nail it with that 
that comment right there because it's not it, it, so much so. It's even like the comparison of that. I was trying to explain this to my friend, a friend of mine, that like every part of this show, it might feel like this complicated, huge show with all these different storylines, but every storyline plays into everything else because, like you just point out, Captain America is not what America has done, mm-hmm. but the ideals, these perfected America yeah. of what we supposed to believe in. And he went against. Sure. The government a couple of yeah. times, you know. And Walker compared to that's very uh, a great uh comparison between those two because the difference between Walker and Captain America is much like the difference between what we think we are in America or what we want to be and what we actually are or what we've actually done. And but it takes a lot to have that self-reflection reflective moment and say things are fucked up here. The and, and because you, you never want to admit proudly, ex- you never want to absolutely. Admit. Yeah. Because I talked to somebody the other day who was like, "There's no such thing as institutional racism or systemic racism sure. or any like everything." You know, because there's always these fools out there that want to believe that because they want to believe the country they live in is a fair country and they've gotten everything they've received by the hard work they personally have done and the other people who have failed have failed because they choose chose sure. not to be better yeah. like they were better right. and they do not want to believe that they had some sort of st- help up that other people did not get especially if they had a hard time of it right uh, right yeah, absolutely if they were like a, a poor I think a lot of times when people you know try to express this and they try to they ex- it often comes off wrong to uh, people who don't really want to think about it long and hard because these people hear something like white privilege yeah. and they automatically assume that means every white person is going to be a successful yeah. person. Yeah, That's not sure. what that, that means. You had it though. easy the whole time. Right. That's not what they're saying. Absolutely. You had a hard time. Black people, just because they're black, yes. had it hard. harder. <laughs> it's it's not that you didn't have a hard time. I know this is not everybody that listens to us as a gamer by any means. But what I try to explain to people, and even the, then these people will fucking slap me in my face and be like, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. That's sure. all made up bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I say it like this. Look, dude, it's like we all roll that life. But the the die that we roll is a D twenty. You need a twenty or better to be have a successful life. And when you start off, there's a bunch of things that are going to give you bonuses to your to your fucking dice roll. But it's still a die roll. If you're a fucking man, you get plus five. If you are a white person, you get plus five. If you are you know uh, if you come from a middle a uh, uh, rich family, you're another plus five. At this point, you only need to really roll a five. Uh, you know if you are come from a middle class family, you're a plus two. If you're a poor family, you're negative three or whatever the yeah, fuck man. it is, right? You know, because here's the thing. We're still all rolling this dice. It doesn't matter. You're still rolling that fucking yeah. die. And there's as, bad results for everybody. Absolutely. There's worse results and for as some. you go through your life, you can manipulate this dice roll quite a bit. If you get into fucking heavy drugs, I'm sorry, you got a negative five to that fucking die roll. You know, I'm not saying like all, you know, weed smokers or some shit like that. Yeah, but you and start, a lot of times the reason you get into some of that stuff is because of your bad roll yeah, when yeah, you first ex- started. I'm just trying to say that as you process through your life, you can manipulate this result. If you go to school and you do the right things, you don't get pregnant young and you you know you yeah. keep me but, but you it's harder to make those choices yeah. as you go through life if you do not have good examples in yeah. your life and you do not if you do not have somebody in your life like look hey man you're going to fight hurdles every step of the way 
from certain things, being a woman, being a minority, sure. et cetera. Decision-making does create hurdles. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah. and it is, it's not like we're saying or anybody's saying that you aren't responsible somehow sure. for your failure or success. Right. But it is not solely based on that. Yeah. There are a lot of determining factors. A lot of what you didn't choose, sure. what life you were born into, the economic situation you were born into, right. the color of skin you were born yeah. into, a lot of that stuff has a lot to do with whether or not you are going to have an easy time or a hard time succeeding or how bad a time you'll have. Right. And there are plenty of people that have white privilege, whether they are white people or white passing people, that still struggle a fucking lot to get everything that they get. Absolutely. But being black in a country that was established primarily for a white experience makes it more difficult. There's, there are still black successes, absolutely. a lot of them, tons, tons of them. But there is, and they're not just. What? Go ahead. They're, no, no. And they're not just. You know, I think a lot of times people. It's funny because like when a Jordan Peele movie comes out or something like that, I try to. A lot of times people get very offended, and I'm like, the, one of the things I love about Jordan Peele, and you know who else does this, but he does it more directed towards women, mm-hmm. is uh, Tyler Perry. Okay, mm-hmm. these films show African American success that isn't like a baseball player or a football player or yeah. a rat rapper or whatever. It's like the same successes that you see in a white film by, you know, Martin Scorsese or something like, sure. that. you know, like a, just a straight up businessman that like is a, you know, uh, a computer programmer or yeah. something of that nature, you know? And it's like, there's plenty of that, but I think there's plenty of that, of course. But I think a lot of time what gets missed is like in this country, if you're poor, you have a big negative on your die roll in your attempts to get out of. And unfortunately, because of what this country has done to African-Americans through history, yeah. they have constantly kept them in that lower, you know, and we can. We Dude, can, up until such recent history, too. Right. Like, absolutely. And like even up until now, if you truly believe that this country is not a systemically racist country. Okay. Instead of coming on and arguing or anything like that, do me a favor and look up the history of eminent domain, okay? If you can look at eminent domain, and especially from the end of the Civil War till about 1990-so, if you can read about that, learn about that, about how the freeway systems were made, about how things like that were created... Come to the show and tell me that there's no such thing as systemic racism. I'll have a serious conversation with you at that point in time. But I want you to look at that first and then come and talk to us. Because I don't want you coming and and just running your mouth about, well, there's black community colleges. There's no white community colleges or some stupid shit like that. I would love to have that conversation with you. If you truly believe that the white, like I saw somebody the other day that said now that the person that sees the most prejudice nowadays is the middle-aged white male. It's a beautiful uh, opinion to have. I would just love to see some data that actually back that up. Um, either way. Yeah, I do feel like this speaks very clearly about what this episode was about, which right. was how do you stand up for a country uh, that has not stood up for you? Yeah, I think it's important to. One of the things that shouldn't be missed in the episode that I maybe did not express clearly enough was Sam's experience in America is different than Isaiah's experience in America. Mm-hmm. That's important. And importantly, does he continue to hold the 
weight that Isaiah has of America. And if he does, at what point can we truly change the country? Because if you just live like Isaiah, what's your choice then? Okay, I'm just going to live here and be forgotten, or I'm going to stand up and attempt to change this country, and I'm just as much as American as you are. And- you know, and Falcon, I feel like, represents, in this in this show, represents the last opportunity or the best opportunity for that to happen. Right. Because the Flag Smashers uh, and uh, the other bad actors pushing against this, yeah. what they want, ideally, is for America not to exist anymore. Sure. They want, ideally, for the entirety of the system to be brought down because it was always a bad system from the start. Sure. That's the mentality there. And so if America is to survive, it needs people like Falcon. Because without people like Falcon who want to acknowledge the faults of a originally racist system and take out all the bad and fight for the good in it, preserve the good in it, if you don't have people like that, then people like the Flag Smashers will be doing the exact opposite. Yeah. Just tear it all down. Restart from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. And it's... You know, there was uh, if America doesn't embrace people like Falcon. Yeah, it's not. I, it's you know, it's it's hard. There's, it's funny. I watched the show, uh, and I didn't even know about this because I, I know a lot about American history and stuff like that, but I don't know everything by any means. And I watched a show called Perry Mason last year. I loved the shows on H. Another surprise. I liked an HBO show, and it was about like nineteen. What was it? Nineteen thirties. San Francisco, okay, so which is San Francisco has always historically been a pretty progressive place, and it had like African American a police officer, you know, an African American police officer in it, and he like, and this is historically true, a white person could be breaking the law in front of him, and he could not arrest that white person, and he'd have to get a white cop to come arrest that white person, right? Like this is a person. Literally charged with protecting the community, he would, as a cop, in theory, lay down his life to protect you or protect your property or whatnot. And this person doesn't even have the power to arrest a white person because it would be demeaning. <laughs> so this country has gotten gone a long way from you know throughout time, and I, it would be foolish of me. It, it's gone a long way, yes, a long way from the time of of. Like, I don't know. Even the seventies, even you sure. know. But it has a long way. Of course, to go. I don't think anybody. You know, uh, I don't want to try to insinuate that it doesn't have a long way to go. But I think it's also bad to shoot your foot because you haven't won the race yet. You know, I I just I feel as though sometimes we can we can screw ourselves by. Being so upset with the now because it's not where it ideally could be. And I think another thing that's but, important but to also, remember about America okay. is that there have always been, even even when there were people that locked Isaiah up and and in the and this isn't this is always a retort to like H.P. Lovecraft, or he was racist, or uh, uh, Robert E. Howard, the guy who created Conan, he was a fucking racist. And then the People who enjoy those writers will often go, well, you have to understand, at the time, it Mm -hmm. was 
you know, this was just the way it Part was at the, the time. Course, yeah, for sure. Bullshit, because this these people corresponded with people who were appalled by these people's racism. So there's always been people throughout our history that question the bad things that happened in this country that were like, you know, you can't fucking do what you're doing out uh, right there. You know, we saw that with, uh, you know, Pot Against America. That was actually a little point that they made in Pot Against America. Like, this country has always had fundamentally decent people, the people that Captain America kind of represents, that have been, have said, I live by these ideals of America, no matter it what. Would, if it would be nice if America did. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. One other thing I wanted to bring up that I really loved, the scenes I, I, I really enjoyed, was the stuff with uh, Sam finally just calling in favors and him and his sister calling in favors because that's another beautiful representation of the African-American community and the way, because again, you know, we always see, or I should say a lot of people will see things in the news like, you know, and I'll see, well, they're doing it in their own community, this and that, and they kind of forget, just like you forget about how many very successful African-Americans are, how tight a lot of the African-American community is and how helpful they are to each other and how they will be there for their neighbors and help their neighbors come up and, you know, do great things. And that's historically always, and that's, that has, was created because of how African-Americans, their history in America, their time during segregation and them kind of having to help out each other and having these communities and having these schools and having these tight-knit people that would scratch each other's backs and look out for the community. Um, I just thought that scene was great. I really liked that scene a lot. And then obviously Bucky shows up to help out and whatnot too. That was just a, that was just a great touching scene that just another reminder. I just love stuff like this because it breaks through the ball, just like the Tyler Perry movies, just like the fucking Jordan Peele movies and why they're important and why I try to like when a, when a person, you know, uh, shits on a Tyler Perry movie. If you didn't like the movie, I don't give a fuck if you like the movie or not. If you didn't like a Jordan Peele movie, I don't give the fuck. And you're not a racist because you, because there's always this jump of like, well, you're a racist if you do that. That's not the point. The point I try to make is these are important stories to tell because it breaks the mold of what people stereotypically think often when they do not have experiences in these communities. So then, of course, we see also uh, Falcon gets, or I don't, I'm not even going to call him Falcon anymore. Sam gets a box from uh, sure. Winter Soldier. What do you think's in that box? More wings. No way, dude. Yeah, yeah. Wings? One more wings, yeah. He can't. Cooler wings. But he's he's not going to be Falcon anymore. Yeah, he is. He's just going to be like the Captain America Falcon. I hate he's that. He's going to be the Stars, Stars and Stripes Cap, uh, Falcon. Yeah. I don't, and I, and I, I don't, don't like think that. that he got the Stars and Stripes suit in that in that suit either, because why the fuck would the Wakandans make him a Stars and Stripes suit? Man, uh, I mean, yeah. it might end up being that, but... I just think it's going to be fancy wings. They got me in the clap again. Another week in a row. You know, uh, in the comics, um, the Black Panther, King T'Chaka, yeah. gave him, um, made him the like the hard light wings. Oh, really? And so, yeah. And so, like, these might be, you know, like Wakandan hard light wings, you know, where he's okay. just like... Yeah, because he needs Fucking something to like super goddamn hero. Now, I think it's know? important to remember, like Walker, 
Walker was getting his ass whooped when he was a regular human in the Captain America suit, and Falcon is just a regular human as well. So it's important to remember that. Like, he needs some kind of leg up. I did enjoy, because I I was happy that uh, Walker was putting it to your boy, Bucky, too, because we had that discussion last week, and I was like, dude, no, he was a fucking badass soldier. I was just like, uh, clearly, Bucky is the strongest guy in the room. Yeah. That was not so. That did not have what what played out. Because, but I mean, we saw the like foundation for why that would be because Walker was kind of a badass before he became a, a super soldier. So sure. I don't know. I just I thought that was a funny, <laughs> a funny sure. scene. I noticed. Sure. Yeah, I think uh, you're probably right. It's going to probably be some because he's going to still he's got to be Falcon and Captain America, yes. right? So he's going to be he needs to be both. Yeah. And uh, did you know that the I probably didn't, but yeah. Did you know that you know the guy that's been helping him the whole time? Yeah. The the, the Air Force. Hispanic guy? Yeah. That guy in the comics is uh like an, a Falcon as well. Oh cool. He's, he's like like I don't know, some kind of little Falcon. Interesting. Junior Falcon or something. Was so was Anthony Mackey's character was Sam supposed to be an Air Force I have no veteran? Idea. I cause I always thought I he was an army veteran. I can't remember. Interesting. They they talk about it. I don't like he him being like a, an Air Force veteran because that's what Rhodes is too. So sure. uh, well, anyway, this but, other guy because he keeps the wings. He's like, you can keep him. And I was oh, like, cool! I'm just like, oh, there is going to be like a little Falcon. Guy. Ah, <laughs> shit! I like that, yeah. bro. I like that, was, man. Like, yeah, that was that was funny. I can't wait for this last episode. This yeah, is, one more episode, man. Friday. I, again, this is one of my favorite comic book things I've watched in a long time. Like the last time I had something, I'm trying to remember. The last time I enjoyed something this much was almost certainly Watchmen on HBO. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely a different type of enjoyment because every episode was like this episode for the most part when it came to Watchmen where it just had so much to it besides action, so much story building to it. And I really, I loved how all the parts started to come together for this episode. And I I, I just can't, I can't imagine what's going to happen in the next episode. The only, if I have one like little nitpick besides the no on your left, which I don't care about that much, Uh is... This end plot with the Flag Smashers uh-huh. feels like a very similar action point to, like, the uh, Civil War attack on the uh, Wakandan king when he was at the meeting for the okay. UN or whatnot. Yeah. Like, it's a very similar type of thing where they're, like, at this meeting of the worlds of the uh, well, state. Well, remember, remember the state. that the best episode in um, WandaVision was the penultimate. Yeah. And then they shit the fucking bed on the last episode. Yeah. And but so, that was a show that I didn't like that much anyways. So. I, I really liked it. But what I'm saying is this could turn into an end of Marvel movie explosion. Fest. So a friend of mine said that. He's like, I really hope that it's not, I put on the suit, wham, bam, bam, and then that's, that's yeah. how we end it. Yeah. And I, this is my, just my opinion, but while WandaVision went there, this show, to me, and maybe it's just because I resonate well with the characters that they presented, is so much heavier than WandaVision, with yeah. so much more poignant. Sure. Because WandaVision was really... This is, def- this is definitely talking about different stuff. Yes. In my opinion, heavier societal issues. Whereas I mean, Wanda- the other stuff is like personal stuff. Yes, yeah, of Inner course. Stuff, right. and stuff, well, and shit. And it, but I mean... 
That's important stuff. I I don't disagree. I just felt as though it felt a little flat for me. Like I I, yeah. I just didn't, you know. It, it, and it just it might have just been me, right? Because sure. other people enjoyed WandaVision a lot. I yeah. mean, one of the guys I saw a post that was the greatest thing that MCU ever made, and that was whew, a shocker for me. But uh, either way, this is I, I can't see them uh, crash landing. Well, we'll see. All right, everybody. That did was you, this week's episode. Side one. note: Did you watch the uh, Shang Chi uh, trailer? Of course. What do you think of it? I can't wait. Okay, cool. You know I, why? It what? looks like a... Oh, you didn't watch the... Con- I have, uh, yeah, This might surprise you, but I did not watch yeah. the Shang-Chi. It looks trailer. like a super fun movie. Okay. I can't wait for it. Okay. Yeah, I love... I like... I love the MCU. Yeah. I want all of the fun I'm there things. too now. I, I, think yeah. I, I think I'm to the point where I can now say... I might love the MCU, yeah, but yeah. but we'll see. What I want is uh, more fun shit. Yeah, and 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 when I watched the Shang Chi trailer, I was just like, oh, this looks like more fun shit. So yeah, like, yeah, I, I'm I'm down. I'm worried. Maybe don't maybe, worry. Maybe do I like fun shit? I'm not sure anymore I don't know. because yeah. I love this, and I'm probably gonna. I think there's a good chance I might like Black Widow a lot too, because I think Black Widow will probably be more grounded. And um, deal with some of this stuff and deal with like fa- well, family and stuff like that is going to be a, a and, big and what it means to be an agent of the state. Yeah, you know what? I this it's so disappointing. That Black Widow did not come out before this because mm-hmm. I didn't know this, but somebody like in one of my uh, yeah. threads said that Elaine is in that movie yes. too. Yeah, so. she's a character in that one. Uh, All right, everybody, this was this week's episode. Next week we are going to be reviewing the ultimate or the final episode of this. So, well, we next week. I thought we were doing uh, Lois and Superman next week. We uh, are not going to be doing Lois and Superman. Dun, Can you do dun, me a favor? Dun, 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 Can you not start doing? wacky shit at the end of these episodes please (laughs) 